You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's our one-year anniversary today. We're one. That's crazy. Is well, it? It's like now you can stop saying the show is you're 12 months old. Or are you going to go as you progress through the show? Are you going to be 18 months? I'm maybe, a maybe. 36 month old show. How right? annoying like, is that? Oh man, how old's your kid? Oh, he's uh, 48 months old. From a guy who doesn't have kids, um, it's the same thing as having a puppy, right? Huh? What yeah, do you it mean? is. Okay. It's, it's the exact same it's thing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. Like having a kid. Yeah, it's like I having a puppy. can't imagine it's that different. Yeah. There's no difference whatsoever. Um, that's the voice Kids of uh, more. Calgary sporting legend, Brent Cron. I saw that. Who's in, is in studio. Oh, I gave you that moniker. You did, media, yeah. 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 People have been trying to strip me of it since you gave it to me, but I'm holding on for dear no. life. I got tagged in that this morning, scoffed, yep. went about my business. Yep. Yeah. It's our show, and if legend. we want to call you Calgary right. sporting legend, Brent Cron, we, we damn well will. Right. It's yeah. your show. Damn it's 12 right. months old. And it's 12 months old. Uh, we get to gonna, do whatever we want. We're going to finally pl- drink. Yep. Yeah. We're what? We're going to uh we're going to play some stuff. Um there's an interview Brent Cron that I want you to hear. I can't wait. It was uh it's the most infamous interview we've done on the show and it is just Swimming in awkwardness. <laughs> I love that. I love awkwardness. Yeah, uh, we're oh, gonna you, do it. <laughs> this, <laughs> so you're gonna have a like, Did you guys do it, or is this an outside? No, 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 no. It was a, it was a case of mistaken identity when we literally like insulted one of the biggest baseball <laughs> insiders on the planet. I'll, yeah. I'll explain context later, Brent. Yeah, yeah but okay. we're we'll gonna play there. that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, it was so awkward. That we didn't even put it on our podcast, <laughs> but because it's our one-year anniversary, we're going to let the listeners, uh, if you missed it the first time, I think I heard it. Again. I'm my, just really? saying. I'm just saying. I, I'm going to keep my crawling. <laughs> yeah, and I love I, it. I only blame myself for being such a dick. Yeah. right away, uh, like just being like being a snarky comment because I'm. Again, like snark we'll, is something yeah, I like. We'll, we'll get there. Like, I'm we'll a fan of snark. We'll get there. Like I'm a fan of it. Like R- that's what I like to do. Good for you. Did you then you just gas them when you're done? I actually no, not no, no, get no, out no, of you here. guys are spoiling it. We'll no, no, get yeah, to we'll it later. It. Move okay. on. Okay. Stop teasing it. And maybe Alex Brody's gonna jump on too. Oh good. Is he gonna jump on, Patrick? Is he such an elusive guest? Uh, he, he just texted back. Sorry, I fell back asleep. But if you want me to, I can make it work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I can clear my schedule yeah. for you guys, right? Yeah. The pretty dub, busy. The dub is making him tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's a for, grind. He yeah. works for the dub now. They got right? a lot of early games on that he has to get the, right. the well, video you know, officiating stuff for. It's the so, Western yep. League, right? It's yeah. a pure grind from oh, yeah. from yeah. Washington to Manitoba, right? Yeah. It's a, <laughs> three it's nights a, a week. Real we, grind. we don't all just yeah. play in one province, right? Yeah, exactly. It's spread. Yeah, spread out. So maybe we'll have him on. Uh, too in the back end of the 8.30 hour because uh, we got some Brody on the beat highlights we want to play. I love it. Too. It is our one year anniversary but a Calgary sporting legend Brent <laughs> Cron uh, joining us in studio on the uh, the Calgary Flames. Um, two preseason games left. Thank goodness because I hate oh. the preseason. Hate, hate, hate. And hate is usually a strong word. Very much so. But it's very apropos in how I feel about the preseason. Um, there's a lot of Elias Lindholm talk. For sure. Floating around here. Now that Michael Backlund's signed, sealed, delivered, got that pretty little C yeah, on his good. jersey. Do yeah. you think that matters? Is there any correlation between Elias Lindholm re-signing that Michael Backlund staying? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I, Lindholm strikes me without he, like obviously not knowing a whole bunch, just my personal opinion. I don't think there's any bearing on what he's he's got. I think Backlund will be talking to him for sure, saying, hey, we want you around. He's a good player. Obviously, I think he's worth it. Like, he's a great two-way player. He, you could get a lot for him on the trade market, but the fact that Backlund resigned, I don't think has any bearing on, on what Lindholm's going to do. We've heard contract talks getting closer, but once again, don't know for a fact. Is Lindholm the type of player, in your opinion, that'll age well? I do. I 100% do. Uh, um very much. Remember, like Yuri Lettinen from the Dallas Stars, oh, yeah. favorite player. Like, like I played with them a little what? bit. What? what? <laughs> serious? I'm serious. What? I'm serious. Yeah. He was my Yuri Lettinen. Honest to God, was my favorite <laughs> player growing up. Wow, producer wow. Patrick Tamal yeah. from the top row. <laughs> yeah, Yuri exactly. Lettinen. Yes, <laughs> like one of the most elite two way players yeah. we've oh, ever seen. Yeah, and. <laughs> He, 
the nicest guy on the planet too, right? Yuri Lednin? Yeah. Really? <laughs> he would he'd pick me up from the hotel. Like yeah. I was a rookie knowing not knowing anything. He'd go, oh, I'll come pick you up. <laughs> and he would pick me up in his black Mercedes and he'd wear a black suit with a white shirt and a black tie and you'd get in, it would just be death what was metal he a show- pumping. Right? Was he a chauffeur? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> raging okay, out of his car. Okay, but wait. Okay, yeah. hold on. So oh. all in Finnish too, I'm assuming. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, nothing, nothing like that Scandinavian death metal. <laughs> one of my favorites. It's incredible. It's now, so intense. Now another one of Patty Dumas' okay. favorites. Oh, hold on, there's there's a lot to unpack there for sure. Was it an instance where sometimes somebody in your life is so nice to you, it's borderline weird? Was that one of those instances no, for you? Not at all. Okay, not at all. He uh, he didn't say much to me. He just picked me up like, hey, you need a ride? I'm passing through. Be ready at this time. I'll come get you. And yeah. The car was shiny, waiting outside for me. I hopped in. Didn't say two words. Music was pumping. Dropped me off. Were you Game in the back over. seat or did you ride front seat? <laughs> I felt like I should have been in the back seat with what he was driving and how he looked. Like yeah. he could have put on those like thin little black sunglasses too. <laughs> right. And just wheeled down the road yeah. and the yeah. Dallas Expressway or whatever. Did he open the door for you no, or no. you did yourself? Didn't even roll down the window. You know, we didn't even say, hey, it's me. I just yeah. assumed it was him because it was a shiny Mercedes and <laughs> right. European guys like the BMWs and the Mercedes, right? Sure. So oh, yeah. Big fat tires in the back. I'm like, this has got to be Yuri, right? Why not? Um, just real quick, Patrick, why Yuri Lennon? <laughs> like, why? Well, I had a soft spot with, for like... the Dallas Stars growing up. Uh, they were one of my one of my favorite teams when I was like, when I was a kid, and I just I just loved the the way he played the two way game. The Selkie Trophy was interesting to me. How like, oh, he's not the biggest <laughs> score, but he can do. Uh, everything in, in both ends of the ice. Like, he was just a, such a consistent, underappreciated player about well, that 99 Stars team. They probably don't win that cup without him on that team. So, yeah, yeah really, and really fight. This one is a Stars players. team that you could have picked. Mike Medano, <laughs> yeah. Brett Hall. Joe, Joe Newendike. Joe Newendike. Brett Hall, yeah. Exactly. Sergei Zubov. Zubov. Yeah. Like, yeah. You Darren Hatcher. Gary yeah. Lettinen's my guy, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Growing up a Habs fan, I really like watching Craig Ludwig block shots. Like, wearing those foam book shit pads. Oh, man. Yeah. Forget Patrick Waugh, yeah. you know, forget yeah. Stefan Richet, Vincent Domfus. Yeah. There's you one know, thing I love is going to the rink, watching yeah. my guy kill a penalty. My <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, my yeah. man, Geek Carbono. He's such a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Geek Carbono blocking yeah. all those shots. Hey, Gee was on that 99 Stars team, oh, too. I know he was. <laughs> yeah. Yuri yeah. Lettinen. Yeah, Do you have any more Yuri? <laughs> I don't. That's all I got, man. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, picked you, he picked you up looking yeah. like a chauffeur. Yeah. Love this. Yeah, just, yeah. Flew about 100 miles or 120 miles down the freeway, got yeah. to the game right away, yeah. just got to the game, awesome. did his job, and left, yeah. But that's kind of what <laughs> Elias Lindholm kind of reminds me of, I guess, with a bit more of an offensive upside. You but. think Elias Lindholm's into Scandinavian death metal? Yes, I do. Oh, I don't, really? I don't know that for a fact, but I, he would strike me as a guy yeah. yep. that would just love some Volbeat. You know, that's kind Great of a bit pull. softer, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm sure he graduated into death metals and night went, night went on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got, he found himself a bit further into the sauce. Uh, mm-hmm. The only, uh, the only death metal band I only listen to uh, is Cannibal Corpse I, because they're from <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, again, I got to keep it uh, local uh, for my hometown, but uh, Cannibal <laughs> Corpse, um, some of their albums too, real quick, Cron, uh, uh, great albums uh, from Cannibal Corpse. Great cover art too. Yeah, um, maybe Yuri was listening to it in the car. Some like could you tell nine. if he was? No, I couldn't. I wasn't in that uh, realm at the time. Uh, one of my favorite uh, some songs, uh, "Hammer Smashed Face." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this one. Cron, hey. I can't read this on the air. It's "I See Blood." Oh yeah, <laughs> the three-letter word. Uh, "Devoured by Vermin" is a classic. <laughs> Well, their first album's a great one. Like, who hasn't had a skull full of maggots? <laughs> Obviously, right? Yeah. And well, uh, I'm sure they're nice church-going people, too, I just right? like that I can relate to their music. Is it? Is it? it of course, it's that time of year for an inhumane harvest. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that's <laughs> that uh, time of year. my favorite. What are they uh, doing down there? Just, you know, sitting there. There's a, there's a Tim Hortons in Buffalo, isn't there? Oh, yeah, of course there they is. They probably sit around Tim Hortons, just come up with all these album titles and write yeah. lyrics there while they're drinking coffee at, like, yeah, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, are. right? And they're yeah. Apple notebooks that hey, they're trying to figure out. <laughs> be a great name for a song <laughs> evisceration play mm-hmm. yeah, probably yeah. right around yeah. that yeah. oh george you need you know what you need to do? <laughs> cannibal corpse lounge music it's, yeah. if you search it on youtube yeah. it's it's wonderful really yeah it's some guy on a piano singing cannibal corpse and you can hear everything it's great it's, it's like when you hear the the coffee shop and it's like like just covers but it's coffee shop yeah, yeah. be great if we heard some death metal <laughs> that would be awesome well uh, it's like that uh wedding singer at or not wedding singer but at the, the hangover at the end when he starts swearing and 
all the, all the music and stuff. Yeah. You remember that? Kind of, sort of. Maybe wrong movie. But it'd be pretty funny. I have no idea what you're talking no. about. No. <laughs> like Probably the wrong movie. movie? <laughs> yeah. At the end when he's singing or something. Who's singing? At I the don't end know. Of the it's the wrong movie. Now. At the I end of the wedding, at the end of the wedding singer, Steve no, Buscemi's no, singing. Not that yep. one. Okay. At the end of uh, when he's like swearing Step- in the middle of the lyrics. At the end of Step Brothers, they do uh, the Catalina wine mixer. I don't know. I don't know. We're lost now. Sorry. That's okay. That's my fault. Uh, we we like to get off. I on didn't. Fa- I didn't fact check that we, one. This is what we've learned do so far. Do they sing in the Hangover? <laughs> well, I know the Hangover. They do the pictures of what what happened, and they delete mm. the photos. Yeah, I screwed that up. Uh, but in the first uh, eleven minutes, this is what we learned. Uh, Patrick's <laughs> favorite player growing up was Yuri Letnin, <laughs> yeah. and, and Brent Cron was picked up by Yuri Letnin, dressed up as a chauffeur, yep. listening to Scandinavian death metal. Right. Wow. Don't you worry, a pretty striped head. We're going is this? And your cozy tiger bed. And no, this is not it. Find our best friend Doug, and then we're gonna give him a best friend hug. No, that's not it at all. That's from the Hangover. Though. Yeah, oh, it is. That's really good. I screwed it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> tiger in the bathroom. Oh, Crazy. <laughs> wanted to uh, <laughs> wanted to ask you. Um, six down, two to go. Uh, how was your experience playing preseason? You know what? I didn't ha- like that was my NHL experience really right. That's what I lived for was yeah. just to get to preseason. It was get a lot t- of action, and then get told every year yeah. that Mika Kiprusov is going to play seventy-eight games, rightfully yeah. so. Right, and it doesn't matter who's backing him up, but yeah. we need somebody to play actual games down in yeah. the minors in case he gets he needs a break. Right now, I'm uh, you know I'm not I'm not into piling. Like like on like piling on like some of our yeah. our texters will get on like oh Cron why don't you say it when you got cut or whatever <laughs> yeah. at what point in preseason did you know that that your time was coming to when go I down got to the there. American Hockey League when I got there <laughs> right there there was there was one pre, there was one preseason where I was told that it was my job to lose right. And then and when did out, you lose that job? When did I lose? Three days. Then when I blew my knee out. Hard to win a job. Hard to win a job. Yeah, but I was still on a two-way deal, and they find or they signed Phil Solve to a one-way deal, which is a very soft. It, 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 there's a giant red button on my forehead, and you're you're smashing it with your fist. Right. Um. But that was what you know just pissed me right off. Yeah. Um. But then I got into the season. I think it was three or four practices in, and my knee just turned into a balloon and. And I got yeah, I got to get sent down to the minors mm. again. But every season was like that. And the, the methodology was is Kiprasov was at the time arguably the best goaltender in the NHL or pretty darn close to it. Sure. Right. Yep. And, and he was durable and he mm. could yeah. play seventy eight games. And the coach was going to. Every time, mm. right? And there was no confidence in any backup that they brought up. The team played not I wouldn't say different, but Kip was able to mask a lot of mistakes the team did make. I yeah. remember being a kid, and anytime Jamie McLennan went in, you were like, well, that's curtains. Yeah, that, or or Brian Boucher, or yeah. Bessa Toscala, or yeah. anybody. That the, you know, But even Mac came in. He actually did okay. I he thought was he was good. The best of the ones, and he yeah. had Keenan there, and I think Keenan treated him like crap. And I think he did a pretty good job of battling through. Max super solid mentally. Like he, the guy can can battle. Well, you'd say his his career lasted the longest out of all of them too. I know. Did uh, he get the ring in Tampa? He did. He did right. Yeah, he yeah. did. Um, did Mika Kibersoff ever give you some advice on goaltending? No. Not no. once. Not once. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't know if that guy had like something where he's like, "Here's how I do it." Yeah. It's more like I don't know how to tell you what I'm doing here. I show no. up. I. His Crush advice a couple was, heaters and I stop the pucks. What do you want from me? I was lucky to 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 be on the ice with him and watch him play when I get called up and and just watch. I took a lot from him just by watching him. Yeah. Um. I I changed a lot of my the things that I did because of him and how he did them. Right. He was just so smooth and athletic and you know he looked. You couldn't tell. I think I bring this up on the radio every once in a while, but the old Elston's NHL. When uh, he's, he was talking about the, the Mika Kippersoft roller coaster at an amusement park, and it was just a straight line because you just you, you, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't tell if he was winning seven nothing or getting smoked fourteen right. nothing. He was just even keel, and that's one of the things I always struggled with was trying to keep my emotions in check. Mm, yeah, and he was just whether he did or did not on the outside, it looked like he was in control the whole time. The David Riddick conundrum. <laughs> um, is, is that the biggest thing that's changed in goaltending? Is guys like Mika Kiprasov who are athletic and now just instead of just big blocker dudes oh, yeah. in net? Yeah, for sure. Um, but you look at Vasilevsky, though, too. He's huge, but he's athletic. That guy yeah. is, is, you know... you The behind-the-back glove save, that's athleticism. And and how flexible his hips and his... Oh. It just, he's, he's a freak, right? Even you look at Shesterkin, too. I mean, there's a lot of athleticism in that guy and Sorokin. Those three Russian guys are, are phenomenal, right? I mean, if 
there's lots to be said too for playing the percentages. And there was that old, you know, the French Canadian style of goaltending for a long time the there butterfly. too. Uh, yeah, right. Where you just kind of Francois Lairs. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where everything was almost like an equation. It's like you got to come this far out, and the guy shoots, and you know, you kind of move a little bit, and just I mean, it's a playing the percentages too, right? There's not yeah. everybody's super athletic, right? But uh, but yeah, no, there's. They're they're fun to watch, and I mean, even a guy like like Dustin Wolf is a smaller guy, but I think he's still six feet, isn't he? Or pretty close to it. Yeah, six foot. Yeah, yeah, right. So, he's not Darren Pang in there. No, well, that 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 <laughs> you can, you Kelly can, Rudy. You yeah. can search the uh, on the internet there where they have uh, Darren Pang lined up against Ben Bishop, and they got each other's equipment on. Oh my goodness, it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh. It's you know Ben Bishop six foot seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Panger looks like a a young boy. Perhaps, yes, you know. yeah, absolutely. Ninety nine and a half over or under total words Mika <laughs> Kiprasov ever spoke to you. <laughs> over mm-hmm. i was able to uh to sit beside him a handful of times after games two and he's quite funny yeah and and i i, I took a real shine to him because yeah. his, his sense of humor really lined up with with my dry abil- my, my ability to laugh yeah. yeah and uh there was a handful of times <laughs> <Ability> yeah. <to> laugh. <laughs> and there was a handful of times when we were in detroit and got smoked in the playoffs five nothing and i walk on the bus just like not making a sound i don't want to be seen not, nor heard and I'd sit beside Kip and he's telling me jokes and I'm laughing and the guy's looking at me like do you do you want to die yeah. like yeah. stop and you I'm looking to be thrown out of a yeah, bus yeah exactly and nobody will care they won't find your body and nobody <laughs> will ask about you so just shut your mouth um wanted to ask you uh about uh one more thing uh when it comes to goaltending in your opinion Brent Cron who's the most overrated goaltender in the NHL oh. right now Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, take a swing. Let's go. Um, You're an analyst now. This is what you do. <laughs> oh, boy. Who's the guy you're like, mm, I don't know. That's a no for me, dog. I don't like Carter Hart. Oh, okay. That's fair. I don't like him. I didn't when he was playing. And then nothing against him, once again. I just, yep. I watch him play, and I don't know if he'll ever figure it out. I don't. He's been put in a bad situation in Philly. But uh, you're catching me off the cuff here, and that's the first name that came to my mind. Um, he's a young guy. Yeah, he's got time to figure it out too. I mean, Jack Campbell isn't overrated because he's not good, right? So that so that's why <laughs> we wouldn't say that. Sure. Couple good preseason outings. You know Austin, what that means. <laughs> well, you know what? But the thing is, though, do you have a good preseason? It helps roll you into the regular season. Mm-hmm. If you just struggle in the in the preseason, some guys for the veterans, they're just for the most part going through the motions. For the young guys coming through, it kind of means a bit more. But uh, but yeah, I think Carter Hart for I'll me. I'll throw a few names at you. Jordan Bennington. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't like him either. Yeah? Yeah, I don't. And I mean he he's I I I think the his, his all his shenanigans away from the puck drive me insane and and cause me to kind of get my emotions involved when I look at him. He's got the skill. Obviously, he was unreal when it they won a cup with St. Louis, right? Like the guy's got the ability. If he can cut the extra crap out and just focus on Stopping the puck, I think he's, but 100%, I, I, I do feel he's overrated too. And he got success. I mean, it took him a while to get there, right? He didn't just show up and win a Stanley Cup. He was bouncing around the minors and everything. I also wonder about a team like LA. Like, I really like their roster, but between the pipes, I've got a lot of questions about Phoenix Copley and Cam Talbot. Oh, yeah. Cam Talbot is in LA? He's their starter. Oh, my. Might be their starter. Him yeah. and Talbot, or him and Copley fighting for jobs right now. Really? Fighting for the starter role. Yeah. Yep. Oh, boy. That, David Riddick in the minors, too. Yeah. Point that out. Oh, he smokes. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't tell if it's good. He's a, he's a good backup, in my opinion. I don't think he's overrated. I think people know what he is. He's been around long enough. He can give you solid minutes. He's, he's not your number one guy. He's good for, like, one injury. He'll keep him for out sure. a few weeks over the course of the season. That 100%. type of thing. Yeah, but absolutely. That's the one that I look at that group, and I just think... Really like the roster, but the goaltending is one where I just kind of... No. Well, Phoenix Copley's been around a, a long like time, too. Kind of like the Oilers, too, too right? right? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? But Copley's been around for a while, too, and he's just... Either A, hasn't really got, well, much of an opportunity or hasn't taken advantage of any because he just kind of plateaued where he's like, oh, there's potential, there's potential, there's potential. He's 31. I know. Isn't that crazy? Are I thought... You... Go ahead. No, sorry. I mean, that's Brent Cron, a Calgary sports legend, joining us here in studio. That's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan... Speaking of those Oilers and their goaltending situation, because that's one thing we can safely say in Calgary. It's a strength of the organization yeah. with the top three guys they have. But in Edmonton, obviously, a lot of pressure, Stanley Cup aspirations, Stanley Cup or bust, blah, 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 blah. How much more ceiling do you think Stuart Skinner has? No, he's a rookie, but he did fade down the stretch a little bit. Didn't make the saves that they needed him to make. 
Obviously, uh, he's the starter heading into the season. Jack Campbell makes all the bank. Can Jack Campbell handle the load? I don't know. But can Stuart Skinner, in your opinion, what you've seen of him so far, be a true number one horse in the National Hockey League? And I know the sample size is a little light, but just ability-wise, what's your read on Stuart Skinner? I like him. I think he can do it. I do. Um, he, he had a tremendous season. He was put in a situation this year where, or last season where he wasn't supposed to be the starter. Yeah. I thought he came in and handled it, the pressure really well. They depended on him a lot and he rose to the challenge. Now you get to the playoffs and that's all we remember as well. He kind of faded towards the end and they couldn't make a save and that that's it. I think it's, I think it's a motivator for him this year. I had the actual uh, uh, opportunity to chat with him this summer. Um, I ran into him on a golf course in, in Red Deer and, and he was just a super down to earth very laid back guy, um, which for my money, um, you want guys in net that are laid back, right? We've all seen the basket cases too. Don't get me wrong. They can do a great job. The Tim Thomases of the world, Eddie Belfors, those guys that the just Patrick was Patrick was, I mean, it, it, sometimes that it's a very rare person that can make them better. But for the most part, I like to see guys just calm and cool. Carrie Price-esque. Very much so, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Does anybody wear a leather jacket better than Eddie Belfort? <laughs> you know yeah, uh, there's a. There's You've a never guy. seen me wearing a leather jacket, so there's <laughs> that, I will say this about leather jackets: mm-hmm. I'm never gonna buy one again in my life. I will. Never I have wear. one. I have one. It's like a hammy, like a dad hammy down, like, like brown was it from leather. leather from the mid '90s. I have no idea what it's from. It When's is, the last time you wore it? Uh, last fall, really? right around the time of year. Yeah, for When's sure. the last time you wore a leather jacket, Brent Cron? Oh boy, not since I actually might have a photo of one of me wearing one at the uh, 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 aquarium in uh, in Las With Vegas. Siri <laughs> 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 yeah. And Dubois was in the background, so we're searching for an autograph. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite player. Siri, <laughs> yeah. Siri. Uh, I noticed your black Mercedes on the front. <laughs> yeah, you're you're the best. I love you, man. <laughs> What's your favorite fish? Way to, uh, <laughs> way to chase down those wingers. Yeah. Great job. Yeah. 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 Nobody does D zone coverage <laughs> like D zone. Yeah, exactly. For a winger? Yeah. Selkie? My goodness. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The aquarium in Vegas. That's the last time you wore a leather jacket. How long ago was that? You're wearing a leather jacket in Vegas? Yeah, I was. It was wintertime. I was oh, playing okay. hockey for the Wranglers there at the, at the moment. I had a brief stint in the East Coast Hockey League twice. And it was uh, the style at the time. And uh, I rocked it. Was it the Mandalay Bay Aquarium then? It might have. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Right they, they had a hammerhead it's shark a, in It's there. a pretty good aquarium. It is good. I say. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, that's the voice of uh, Brent Cron. Um, did we talk a lot about the Flames there a little bit? We got, we, we got a little there's bit. There's a few We touched there. on Lindholm. I think we did a great job. Yeah. Um, for you asked me for my thoughts. Down, yeah. Yeah. Hey Brent, thoughts? Thoughts on this? Yeah, on the no, I, again, I hate, again, I hate the preseason. You're not a huge fan of the preseason. I always got the game, you know, and I was very happy to get these games. But you know, when you go on the road with like three veteran players, yeah. and then the guys that have played, you know, like 700 games are there, and they're like, oh my god, what am I doing here? <laughs> and they just they got their, you know, their hands and their forehead as they're sitting in their stall, and then like. Okay, guys, let's go out there and have some fun today. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. let's get going. And you can just, just hear, they're like, just get me the hell out of here. Like, we yeah. played in Chicago one afternoon. I think we flew there the day of and uh, played a game that night and flew back. And there's, I can't remember exactly who was there, but there's four guys sitting there just on the plane to like, get me out of here. And I'm like, I can't wait to play in the NHL. <laughs> right? Give me some defense. Right? Let's yeah. go. Right? And you get smoked and they got their top three. Anyway, you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, that's the voice of Brent Cron uh, straight ahead. Uh, more analysis from Brent Cron on uh, what he more expects thoughts. from Jacob more Markstrom thoughts. this season. We'll do that after the break. And uh, we'll mix in some Brody on the beat audio. Uh, maybe we'll get Alex on the show. And um, the best interview we've ever done on the big show. Uh, the uh, John Heyman slash John Morosi interview. <laughs> that was uh, Brendan Dillon last night, hey? 815 games played, flying out to Calgary for a preseason game. <laughs> oh, man. Loving that. I played with Dills in, uh, in, in, yeah? in the American League. Yeah, great guy. Just loving it, too. He's like, get me on that plane. I want to yeah. hone my craft in a preseason in Calgary. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, that's Croner. Uh, I'm George, Maddie, Patrick, the big Yuri Lettinen fan. Uh, Sportsnet 960. <laughs> Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan. Um, it's our one-year anniversary. Thank you to you, our listeners. No, thank you to you, George. Thank Why you me? to you. Why me? 
Because you're just, you're good. You're well, good. Because you stuck around. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did it all by yourself. <laughs> <as they come. laughs> I'm as mediocre For as they come. For making me better. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, I've noticed, well. a, I've, I've noticed a huge change in Matt Rose yeah. <laughs> since I first met him. And you guys, um, you guys call me the pin seeker now, too. Worse. I like that. Remember? I like that. When we go golfing, I call you pin seeker, and you should have that tattoo <laughs> on your arm. Yeah. No Brent need to worry if you watch crumb. him golf. Yeah. It's not going to the other fairway. It'll yeah. come back. It will come back. Don't cover your faces. It's coming right at you, but it will make a hard left. Um, well, I want to get your thoughts on Jacob Markstrom for this upcoming season. Um, we'll also play... Um, the best interview you've ever done. <laughs> I can't wait. Year. I know which one it is. As soon as you said the name, yeah. I listened in the car and I was in stitches. I wanted to last forever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, there, Patrick will give you a lot of context before <laughs> we play the interview. Of magic. Mm. Oh, man. But how we insulted. let John know we were doing this? How we <laughs> insulted one of the best baseball insiders on the planet is uh was one of the best moments of the show. Yeah. And we got to play it. It's the 1-year anniversary. And I have a few oh. questions of my own too once we get there. Yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. And we'll do minutes? some uh, yeah. Brody on the beat stuff. Uh Patrick is Alice going to join us for like a minute, 2 uh, minutes? He said he was he should be able to do it at 8:45. He never really responded to me. Yeah, yeah. that's great. It just said yeah, red. That's, that's all it said. Yeah, yeah, I, I left on red by Brody. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big wig. No, it just says delivered. He hasn't read it yet. He oh. also uh he also prank called us last week. Oh, that missed that messed you up because uh I should have known cuz he used the name Randy. <laughs> that is such a good name. I have a cousin named Randy, and it's just—it's the yeah. best ever. Again, the take I'll He's have. He's a wild card, isn't he? The take—the <laughs> take I'll have till I die is if your name is Randy or Rod, it's more of a lifestyle. <laughs> oh man, yeah. You can go either direction yeah. there. If There's so many roads Rod, for you. Yeah, you definitely have. You've definitely spiked your hair at one point in your life, <laughs> and you definitely have the strings for your sunglasses. Mm. Yeah, that's a—that's right. a, that's a yeah. prerequisite. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's like, your here's your Randy starter kit. Yeah. You're you're, you're yeah. zero years old. Yeah. Here he you like, go. He yeah. likes to invite you over for yeah. a couple cold ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get out there and be somebody. You now, Randy, make, here's your starter sure, kit. Make sure you always call your girlfriend or wife your your old lady. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and here's your visor you can wear where you spike your hair underneath <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You have to be yeah. logically into fishing or hunting. You can't pick both. Right. You can yeah. pick one. And your dress pants have to have pleats and a cuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, happy anniversary, boys! Awesome pleat. show. Thanks. Now replay the pancakes, please. Maybe we'll do pancakes for you. Uh, the dumbest idea you've ever heard from a restaurant. <laughs> we'll play that. That happened from one of our listeners, and uh, it's uh, David from Red Deer. Uh, glad George didn't take a holiday on the one-year anniversary. <laughs> I should have probably taken today. Yeah, we should have. Did you been Rest here for of the like week. weeks? Yeah, I've shut her down. A lot of days awesome. in a row. Shut her down. Yeah, yeah. shut her down. Um. Jacob Markstrom. The quality just dips. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, Jacob Markstrom. Um, Thoughts? Struggled last night a little bit, let in that softy, but who cares? It's preseason. Exactly. Um, you think it's going to be in his head? Do you think he's been thinking about it all summer? How many times he let that first one in last season? You think that? You think that's? You think that's in his head right now, heading into this season? I think so. I think he's got to get off to a good start. You know, if he starts off slow again, too, you're it's tough getting your form back. Um. You know, he's done everything right so far. I mean, everybody's talking about how much he took it well, took it seriously as a pro athlete, and the guy's in great shape. He's going to do the same thing yeah. every summer. But he came to camp, and everybody's raving about, you know, how focused he was and dialed in, and he's doing this, and, you know, that's great. It's awesome. Nobody's cr- critiquing him for coming into camp out of shape and whatever, right? So he's doing the, the steps to set himself up. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's always going to be in the back of your head. But it's also, but not in a bad way. It's going to be a motivator because it's a bounce-back year for him. The Flames need him. They needed him last year. He was average to subpar, right? This season, they, they need him now more than ever. And and I think that that uh, pressure and that expectation, he probably, well, he has higher expectations of himself than any organization could set for him because he's obviously yeah. an ultra-competitive guy. I think he'll do just fine. But he's got to get off to a good start, and that's that's the big thing. One of the things that the coaching staff has talked about is a little bit of a different defensive system, um, maybe a little bit more dynamic how much is that going to be an impact? How much can that impact a goaltender when you're trying to get used to a new system that maybe the players in front of you don't have completely down yet? I don't. You can't worry about that stuff. I mean, systems change with coaches all the time. Certain players want this. Certain players want that. Your job doesn't change at the end of the day. Um, go out there and stop the puck. It won't. It won't affect them, right? I mean, 
it, that that's coverage in 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 their their defensive end, obviously. And there might be a few things when he plays the puck. Guys might be in different spots, but I can't see it happen. They're not reinventing the wheel. He'll be fine. That that kind of whole system stuff doesn't affect him whatsoever. I also sorry, George. I also wonder about shots and the volume. I feel like this could be a team that, you know, last year shot suppression was key for them. I don't know if that's going to be the same, having all these changes, and I wonder if Jacob Markstrom has a better year if he sees more shot volume. Well, he's a guy, he's active in the net a lot. He's very energetic, and and you can see him when there's a slower shot night, if it's, you know, under 25, and it's those are hard games to play because you got about two or three quality, quality chances, and if you let those in, it's you're losing the game pretty much, right? And so more shots could equal more focus for him, but... Having said that, he's got to figure out how to do it on, on, on both nights, right? What about his leash with Ryan Huska behind the bench now instead of Daryl Sutter? Do you think that's in his head? You know what that I think? It's probably longer than for, it was oh, maybe under sure. the last coach. And he can probably talk to him a bit more too, you know, about expectation and, you know, the, the goalie coaching. And it'll be a bit more collaborative. And I think there won't be, uh, um, it, that won't be in the back of his head either, that he's battling not only himself, but he's battling what the coach is going to do. And if you know that you're not going to have a lot of room and you've been struggling, you know you're, you're you're getting yoinked. I remember playing one year in the American League and it didn't matter. I had a coach there. I actually turned out to really, really like him a ton. But he was hard on me, Ryan McGill. He was awesome. But he took me a little while to get there. And if I let him three goals by the halfway point of the game, whether we were winning or losing or I got outshot, or, you're, just, you're gone. Like you need to be better than that. And trying to break the mold and set the expectation, kind of break you down and build you back up. And, you know, I think that's, you no know, Daryl's approach too. I mean, look, there's, look at Kippersoff. I mean, Kippersoff played like 78 games. Jonathan Quick would play yep. a boatload of games. And, you know, he he wanted the same thing for Markstrom. And, you know, Markstrom's had some, some uh, you know, health issues over the seasons where he's had a few lulls that obviously suck. And to be able to psychologically get it in your mind, you're playing every single night. It just becomes one big game, but you have to be consistent, right? You And when you get into those modes, you can't have bad games. You can have a bad period. You can have a bad sequence. But if you start stringing together bad games, you you lose confidence in yourself, but your coach loses confidence in you. And I think this year there's going to be a bit more um, of an open door. I don't know Ryan Huska, but from what I hear, mm. uh, he's got a tremendous amount of respect. He's been around a lot of the, the players for basically since 2015. He's got a rapport with them. And I think, you know, if Markstrom has any issues, he can go in there and talk with him. And I think that's going to be key because he seems like a guy that needs to uh, to talk. We've chatted with you about the captain a lot over the past year. Uh, a thought on Michael Backlund getting the C. Well, it's pretty cool. You know, I what every team I played on, usually it's, um, you know, you, you throw your name in a hat and you kind of write it down. And you, you always suspect one or two guys of putting their own name down, right? That's, but, that's uh, some minor hockey stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, real good. Right? <laughs> but you know who the leader is in the dressing room. You can see it from the start. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for him, it's a ne- it's the next step. Um, it'll be good too because I think I think he's been the leader for that team for a little while, right? And you want to be a good community guy, and that's great. We've had some community guys. Mark Giordano is one, where he leads by he led by hard work and he led by being a leader in the community and donating his time and that kind of thing, which is super cool. But at the end of the day, you also have to be a buffer between the coach and the players. You have to be able to give guys crap when they're struggling. You have to be accountable to yourself, and and so you know behind closed doors. Who's that leader? And I mean, everybody thinks, I guess it's Michael Backlund. And I think that's, it's another step in his evolution. He's been in this organization, obviously forever. And uh, you don't reward for past, especially being a captain, Mm -hmm. but I think he's the right fit. Yeah. I don't think there's any question that if he was going to stay, he would be named the captain of the team. And even he talked about it. He was on our show saying all the guys uh, are in the dressing room came up and said, no, you're our captain. Yeah. And that was a big factor in why he ended up staying in Calgary. But that's awesome, though. Like, you mean, you know, you never really know sometimes what you mean to people when your teammates come up to you and say, like, you're our guy. Yeah. So that's a big deal. Like, that just pumps your chest out and it makes you want to go fight for those guys. And, and, uh, and, you know, he's got the demeanor for it, too. You know, he's, he's a professional and you see him on the ice and, and off the ice. I mean, he's a, he's a true professional and he cares. And I think he's the right choice. Loudest cheer I've heard all preseason was when he got announced as a starting lineup the first game after he got given the C. Yeah, see, so there you go. People right? are excited about it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He's one of those guys. And it's nice to have a captain, too. I don't, uh, um, it's tough when you don't and you're rotating letters around. And I, we've all been on teams like that, too. And sometimes it works out just fine because you always know who your leader is, regardless of what they're trying to do. But it's just nice to kind of have it down on the jersey. Uh, that is the voice of, um, Calgary sporting legend Brent Cron 
a.k.a. Pin Seeker, <laughs> after uh, the latest round of golf we played. Um, it is our one-year anniversary today, and uh, our uh, technical director, uh, GVP, does a terrific job. But the first uh, technical director of the program is Mr. Alex Brody. Right. And uh, he joins us on the line right now. Are you awake? Are you in bed? Hello. No, I, I am very much awake. Um, thank Couldn't you for... The- the one-year edition of the show. Uh, thank you for the fake Randy uh, prank phone call <laughs> last week. Surprise I'm not, on speaking terms. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to put you in the sleeper hold after that. He was so mad. And do that. It was so good. While I was putting you to sleep. I was so proud of you. Um, I I can't believe you didn't figure it out, George. No. To be honest. Well, again, I don't know your number offhand. Like drop the Randy on you. He yeah. did drop the Randy. He was, <laughs> way, he was way too young to be a Randy. As soon as, he saw the, as, soon as <laughs> yeah. GVP saw the 204 yeah. area code, yeah. he should have known. He yeah. called at the perfect time. The phone lines blew up. I was just trying to pe- get people on the air. Yeah. I was like, sounds good, Randy. You're on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We used to, uh, one of your, your, your segment, as I called it, the best segment in Canadian radio, uh, Brody on the Beat, where you go out there and you took the pulse of the people of Calgary on the streets. Uh, we're going to play some of your stuff here, uh, and we're going to let you... Well, should we keep you on the line? Do you have time? Or we're we just going to let oh, you yeah. go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite thing from Brody on the Beat? Well, so Panquakes was mentioned earlier. Yeah, that Panquakes. was a really big one for me. That <laughs> yeah. was that was a big hit. Yeah. That guy was real passionate <laughs> about his business. Yeah. Do, we, uh, do, you, but... do you remember the context behind that? Uh, oh, it was like... Oh no! I, you know what, George? I should, but wasn't I don't it something get it along the lines of like a million dollar idea? Yeah, um, like we were looking yeah. for people's like great business ideas. Yeah, Kron, if you uh, you want to hear the stupidest idea you've ever heard in your life, <laughs> I'm uh, full of stupid GVP, ideas. Uh, why don't you play uh, the Panquakes clip from Brody on the beat? What's something you're super optimistic about in your life right now? Optimistic about right now? Spring <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Probably, gra- I'm about to graduate college. Oh, what program? Are, what program? Are you? I'm doing like marketing and entrepreneurship and stuff. All right, uh, man, I might not be able to put this on the radio. But what's your What's your big business idea? Big business idea? Okay, you ready? <laughs> so it's um, a pancake restaurant where it shakes. The whole table shakes. It's called Panquakes. <laughs> and so if if your pancakes are still on your plate at the end, then you get it for free. <laughs> Dumbest idea I've ever heard. You want to sit at a restaurant where your table is shaking. Where you can't eat. Yeah. No. Your flapjack slides off your plate like that. And then that guy went to school for marketing. Yeah, like I imagine his first resume and they're like, give us like one great idea that you've had. He's like, fuck, you better be sitting down. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) He's been sitting on that since he was 10 years old. Uh, Panquakes uh, is great. Uh, The basement guy. What about the creepy basement guy, Alex? (laughs) Oh, that was a legendary interview. Um, He was very, very passionate about the activities he got up to down there. Yeah, uh, here's the creepy basement guy on the one-year anniversary show. Well, yeah. the Flames offer a certain level of entertainment, and I think I'll want to replace it with something roughly the same. So I'm going to go down into the basement and, and start cleaning things up. You know, I've got a lot of old debris down there. <laughs> what is happening? I, take those and, yeah, I guess um, maybe a little more productive than the Flames this season, hey? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more, and more uh, reliable. I'm going to go down to the basement, and I'm going to move the bodies so from I'm underneath. Go down to the basement. And I'm going to move the bodies from underneath into the freezer so I have more time. There's and then I'm going to go so dress mannequins debris. for like, Come on. There's so much debris. <laughs> so I'm going to go down to the basement. Yeah. That guy just makes my skin crawl every time I hear did that. Did he maintain eye contact the whole time he was talking to you? Yeah, That's did he, yeah, Alex? Alex? Oh, you got it. It's Brody on the beat. Gotta hear from the heart. I don't know. Um, Went to his place for a beer after you were done? Uh, That's great stuff, uh, (laughs) Alex. Um, Also, um, we did a Bizarro Big Show where everybody flipped their roles for one hour. So uh, I went out onto the street and did Russick on the street instead of Brody on the beat. And um, I did I did bust in a uh, a Randy clip. Uh, GVP, can you just fast forward to the part uh, where I do the Randy part? Okay, I'm not sure exactly where it is, but yeah, it's towards the uh, it's in the middle. 
of uh, Russick on the street. But this is a show where Alex hosted. And uh, Alex, just real quick, uh, your experience, and you interviewed Frank Saravalli. Like, you yeah. had great stuff prepared for us. Your experience hosting a radio show for an hour. Oh, it was it was a lot of fun. I think, um, like, it was kind of putting me on the spot, but it was also hilarious because you gave me this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to host, mm. and then that's right after when I left. So yeah. I knew I had to make the most of it. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, we did big show awards, which was pretty fun, too. Yeah, but those were really good. on the street was quite a highlight. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, GVP, do you got that part? Yes, sir. Uh, so uh, I went out on the street. We reversed our role. So I was the op. I did Russick on the street. Uh, Kron, uh, I, uh, he, here's here's a little snippet of what I did on the street. What is your name, sir? Randy. Randy, is your name more of a name or a lifestyle? <laughs> so what did you think of this past <laughs> season? <laughs> did, you, did you like Daryl Sutter? Were you a Daryl Sutter fan? No, I wasn't a fan. Sorry, what's nope. that? What is your name, sir? Ian. My name Ian. is Ian. Who's the most important player on the Calgary Flames, Ian? Tatchuk, for sure. Tatchuk? <laughs> oh, <laughs> boy. Tatchuk <laughs> scores! Um, were you aware that he now plays for the Florida Panthers? Uh, no. <laughs> he is an excellent player, and he might win a Stanley Cup for Florida. He might actually, in fact, win the Consmite uh. Trophy, but he now plays for the Florida Panthers. Are you disappointed that I just broke this to you, Ian, that Matthew Kachuk plays in Florida? Yeah, absolutely. Get him on the flames. Yeah, he's um, really upset. What? Uh, one more before I let you go, Alex, oh, too. Um, you uh, you went on Brody on the beat, and uh, we were talking. I don't even know. Do you remember the whole uh, celebrity thing we talked about actors? Do you remember that topic? I don't even know what we were doing. Uh, one you would uh, date, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, if yeah. you could oh, date yeah. a celebrity. That sounds like a nice uncomfortable segment for us. Yeah. yeah, we had a nice gentleman you interviewed, and it was an actress that I really wasn't uh, familiar <laughs> with. Um, GVP, can uh, you play? Can you play that clip? Um, the whole uh, lot of game question. Yeah. But the ones that are in my mind they are not from here. They are outside of Canada. Uh, I would kiss Maya Khalifa. Um, is that? Yeah, yep. sure is. Yes. <laughs> I, that name, that nope. name sounds oddly familiar. Yep, definitely one that I think we all know here in Canada. Mm. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you spell Wait, it? I said that. In case I had to Google that later. Oh, I'm not spelling that K- on the radio. Yeah, interesting. No. Thank you. Uh, we can we can clear that clip. Uh, Alex, uh, terrific stuff. Uh, I hope things. Did you are ever going find great. her movies? Uh, yeah, I, I, you I, wouldn't I, want to kiss her. I don't think. <laughs> big Capitals fan. Yeah. Big sports fan. Yeah. I don't think I could really Google her stuff here. To be honest with you. No, the I probably Rogers, wouldn't let you. The Rogers firewall. It's, it's impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alex, terrific stuff. I uh, hope things are going great for you. Yes. I think I uh, hope things are going great for you in the dub. Uh, thanks for this, pal. Uh, we'll talk soon. Hey, sounds good, Georgian. Looking forward to hearing about this iconic interview. All right. Uh, you were a part of it. <laughs> you were there. I just right, like hey. reliving it. I okay. don't know. All right. All right. Okay. See you, Alex. All right. Don't call in while weirdly again. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so there's uh, Alex so Brody. Good. I hope he does that forever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, do you, you want to do it so now? Mad. It was so good. You want? Uh, is there anything else you want to play here, um, Maddie? Before we go, uh, do you want to hear a little bit of Matt Rose being drunk on air? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> this uh, is we got to do Fabio too. Oh yeah, we, we got to okay. do that one. Okay, so we'll do Patrick Dumont doing Fabio. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we had the beer league game when you were part of. You did a great job refereeing, and right. then you were still getting slack from the guys. Like, <laughs> who are you supposed to be? Like Kerry Fraser out there? Oh, no, I know, Rev. That's offside. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, they're like, all giving you do grief. I, do I look like a referee? Do you just no. dress this way? Doesn't yeah. mean I'm a referee. <laughs> Don't you see what I'm holding? Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, we had a lot of fun after the game. Yeah. And uh, Maddie Rose was on the air the next morning, a uh, short time after, probably drinking a little bit. Just play a little snippet of Matt Rose the next day for Brent Cron there on GVP. You look like you're having trouble stringing sentences together. So could you tell me that this is the right idea? Yeah, maybe uh, uh, maybe we give Maddie a little time out. <laughs> a little time out for yeah. a couple minutes here. That's good. Uh, Maddie was like, "You're strange. There's just so many nice people here." Uh, we had uh, George to cook. <laughs> George took care of him. We'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, listen to him. Yeah. He was, I was like that for an hour. <laughs> There's the report. Whole morning report. No problem. Um, Cruised. We also we did a story of uh, uh, a seagull. 
uh, was that the uh, Stephen? Yeah, was that the uh, no, not Stephen Siegel. <laughs> uh, great, he wears great leather jackets. <laughs> yeah, he does he ever? Yeah. Uh, we did a story of a uh, pigeon uh, that tragically um, <laughs> met its uh, untimely Demise? end at Canada's Wonderland with a roller coaster. A guy was riding in the front seat. And a pigeon smoked the roller coaster, and it, like, exploded all over him. Ooh. My favorite part of the news story we did was uh, uh, the the um, condition of the pigeon was unknown. Uh, I think I know what happened to the pigeon. No longer with us. And then that dovetailed, uh, ironically enough, into the story I, nice I, I gave about Fabio when he was on a promotional tour, and he got hit in the face with a seagull on a roller coaster, <laughs> and it blew up his beautiful Italian face. And then uh, that got into uh, when Fabio released uh, an album in the late 90s where it was just him talking sexy (laughs) over music. Right. And then that ended up turning into Patrick Dumas doing his own version of teeing up a Las Vegas Golden Knights and Dallas Stars playoff game in a Fabio voice. (laughs) I like it. Which I think uh, was fantastic. Why don't you play some of that? Pretty good. Um, Can we... um, um, can you just find sexy saxophone music with no words underneath GVP? So I want to hear Patrick Dumont try it. Because he has a deep voice. <laughs> he does. Tonight, my darling. Tonight. It's game one. <laughs> oh. Oh, this will do. Tonight from the American Airlines. <laughs> Sorry, it's in Vegas. <laughs> Tonight for the T-Mobile Arena in yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. Game number one of the Western Conference Final. <laughs> Between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. <laughs> You'll see all your favorites like Jake Ottinger, Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, Bob against Jack Eichel, Jonathan Marchesho. <laughs> And others. <laughs> All tonight. Oh my God! <laughs> so, oh my God! That's so good, right? All right. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's uh, that's terrific stuff. <laughs> I've never heard that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, he does such others. a great job. Uh, Patrick, that was incredible. Oh, thank you. Um, that's great, Fabio. Uh, we're running low on time here, so uh, oh, this interview um, is the best one we've done on the big show. Um, well, we need to have some context behind it. Yeah. So, Patrick, why don't you say? You know, this interview was like a plane crash. When they say a plane <laughs> crashes, it's not one thing that makes the oh, yeah. plane crash. It's a series of things. <laughs> a series of things that okay. makes the plane crash. So, Patrick, before we play this interview, explain the genesis of how there was mistaken identity between John Morosi, baseball insider, and John Heyman. Baseball inside. Uh, I believe it was somebody out east. Uh, it was really Ryan Fabro, one of the five ninety guys. Sent me. I asked for John Morosi's number. The, I got John Heyman's number accidentally sent to me. I guess so. I was texting who I thought was John Morosi. I was like, "Hey, John, you want to come on and talk?" This is early on in the baseball season. Pre, you know, talk about the early days. You know, you're big into hockey. World championships are going on, and he said, "Yeah, sure." So, just real quick to stop yeah. you right there. The weirdest part about all this, John Morosi actually works does stuff for the NHL network. Yep. So, and he loves talking hockey. And I know John Morosi very well. I did two weeks of shows with him in Toronto. So John Heyman, to, to, when Patrick brings up, hey, you want to talk about some hockey too? Heyman did not respond to you. Like, Mm-mm. so like Patrick was still under the impression that, yeah, this is John Morosi when in fact it was John Heyman. But John Heyman doesn't respond and go, why would I talk hockey? I know nothing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about hockey, but he did it. Right. So that was the the big situation. Why we thought we were talking to John Morosi. Engine failure number one. <laughs> engine yes, failure number yes, one. Yes. Yeah. So engine failure number two. Just and this is co- weeks of co- this was like a, a few like couple weeks ahead of actually bringing yeah. what we thought Morosi was on air. So there was some you know we were talking about for the a while back and, and forth never, for weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we're like, and then I was thinking like, because John, I know John Morosi. I consider him a friend. Like, why is it so hard to get John Morosi on? Like, I think he would say yes. We've had him on subsequently after, no problem. Great mm-hmm. interviews. So take us through the day of the interview real quick, Patrick, before we play this. Okay, so we uh, we get there. We do the, we, we, we get, uh, we get in the, we call John Heyman, or I guess John Morosi. Uh, it's John Heyman. We bring it in. George, you have the the little, 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 little stab at, uh, at Heyman there uh, or whatever because of the, him sending Judge to the Giants, I believe was the tweet. Yeah, so John Heyman yeah. last baseball offseason tweeted out that it's done. 
Aaron Judge to the Giants, which was an enormous flub. Like, he totally yeah. blew that. He was getting roasted on social media. So The hardest day of his so career. He, yes. <laughs> he said it was yeah. the hardest day of his career. Yes. So, hardest day of his career. So, I'm about to bring, and we're going to play this interview in full. I'm about to bring uh, who I think is John Morosi onto the air, when in fact it's John Heyman. Uh, play the greatest interview in the history of Big Show, GVP. It's been a minute. Since uh, we've talked to our next guest uh, from MLB and NHL Network on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, we say good morning to Mr. John Morosi. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, it's John Heyman. How are you doing? <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so, so how is how is Aaron Judge uh, to uh, the uh, Giants going right now, John? <laughs> Very good. Good talking to you. All right, see you later. How are you, sir? Uh, 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 we're done. Okay. <laughs> what? What What happened there? What? I thought he was joking. With John Heyman. <laughs> was that John Heyman or John Morosi? Yeah. <laughs> Never again. What happened there? Yeah. Pretty quiet. That was John Heyman? I thought it was John Morosi. We're supposed to have John Morosi on the show. And okay, so that was John Heyman. Yeah. And uh, that was the most awkward thing in the world. Uh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So not John Morosi, John Heyman. All right. Oopsie. Uh, oh, well. It was, it was an oopsie. Uh, thank you, GVP. Um, and I, can I just say, too, um, how Patrick Dumas was pacing yes. after this. Because you don't want to. I was up and now I was. I was talking to him. He called me. Yeah. And yeah. then what did he say when you, so we, we did the interview and then he called you right yeah. away. And then what did he say to you? It was just, it was like, it was very unprofessional, very disappointed with everything that went on. And like, I told him it was a mistake, my bad, everything like that. He was, he was very beat up about it. Yeah. Very, uh, we very apologize to John Heyman, but we, we thought we were getting John Morosi on. And I thought John Morosi was doing a John Heyman voice for a split second. Has John Heyman been on the show since? No. 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 Uh, I don't think he'll ever come back on the show and or the <laughs> radio station. I don't know if he'll do many stops in Canada. <laughs> but uh, that was a little awkward. Yeah. yeah. You, and, you had no, and you had no place to go. You just had no. to sit there and take it and try and to I'm, regroup. And I'm such a, I heard that. And I'm such a dick right away. I throw the, the worst day of his For career sure. in his face. Right away, Adam. When I thought he was just joking. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a really good John Heyman impression. I hate my laugh in the background. Yeah, um, it's so hard to listen to. I like yeah. it though. I took my headphones off during it. No, you had it. to. Yep. It was nope. super I awkward. Couldn't do it. That was uncomfortable. Uh, uh, thanks for coming in, uh, Calgary sporting legend, pin seeker. Yeah, the pin seeker, Brent <laughs> Pin Seeker Cron. What do you got coming up in Mucho Big Show? Oh, uh, we're gonna uh, take a trip uh, through my NHL Canadian training camp trips. We're gonna do the Winnipeg Jets. We're gonna talk oh. with uh, Hustler Patterson, Andrew Patterson at uh, Winnipeg Sports Talk. He was also over in Italy at the Ryder Cup. Watching that, so oh, cool. get his opinion on that. All right, that's uh, straight ahead. Uh, again, uh, thanks to all of you for listening to our stupid little show over the past year. Um, hopefully, uh, a lot more years ahead for us here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, enjoy the Blue Jays baseball. Have a terrific Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.